from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Here we go, hour number three, the big and wild, the Abdullahs, Braden, Glenn, Bill, and Aaron in the studio today, and on the phone, calling in from a southeastern fishing and world discount tackle. Hey, Mark, what's going on this morning, man? You t- I'm sitting here looking at a beautiful lake. Why don't you just uh, rub it in? He's, he's trolling some rattle traps behind pontoon boat. Who is? There's a guy that I'm watching going up and down around my dang brush pile out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa hey, your brush I, pile? I, well, I mean, I happen to know where a brush pile is because it's illegal in the state of Florida to put your own submersible product in the water. Yeah. Some some somehow or another some hurricane carried a bunch of Christmas trees and they fell right there in this one spot. I don't know how it happened. It just There's like twenty Home Depot Christmas trees in one area. <laughs> I don't know how I knew they were from Home Depot. But I, I promise you. Pulled one up and it still had the little sticker on the uh, bottom branch. I'm sure out there. And, and with the receipts. You know, I need to start screening my friends a little better because only my buddies know my spot out here, so they must be talking about my spot. You know, you never know. He may have a little, uh, you know, little sonar or something on there, and he just kind of happened to stumble across it one day. It's uh, no, 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 no. The only thing about that brush pile and trolling them uh, rattle traps, he's. If he gets close enough, he's going to probably get snagged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's fishing yeah. on the outer parameter, so he, he probably will. He, he don't know what he's doing. I, I am absolutely convinced that after tournament fishing for so many years, I'm convinced that Florida anglers don't know how to find their own fish. Therefore, they have to steal my spots. Well, you, you know, know, that that he, even goes in the salt water, too. I mean, that, that, yeah. that that's always happening out there. You know, the art of finding opportunities and good areas is, is a lost breed i promise you well that's, that comes with having all that fish finder the depth finders and the, all that sonar there. on there and it just shows you all that stuff on the bottom and you don't have to worry about it nowadays you can go to my fwc and just pull up numbers anymore i mean uh, they got just about every wreck and reef and everything spotted at least out in the gulf and Tampa Bay and everywhere else so, that, i mean nowadays you don't have to sneak around anymore that's all the that's endorsed right endorsed locators well that is that is true that's verified and the endorsed. non-permitted self erecting aren't on there <laughs> sometimes also you know when a good hurricane comes through you know it also clears a lot of new hard bottom that wasn't there before so sometimes you stumble, you stumble across a, a nice little crack in the gulf of mexico where it holds some uh some grouper and uh, some sea bass, and next thing you know, uh, the lionfish move in, and next thing you know, there's dive flags everywhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> These well, things happen. Uh, well, Mark, I noticed that uh, over at Southeastern, you had a big Mother's Day sale, so apparently you're not there. You took Mama fishing today. That was nice of you. Well, Mama would have gone fishing today, <laughs> but I have four dead batteries in my boat. What? So. If there's any battery companies out there, you know, listening to the show, hook a brother up. You know, 
whenever he told me that it was going to be $1,200 for gel batteries, I, I, I took a very large swallow and shook his hand. Wow. Did, you tell him you work on discount tackle? Yeah, really. Yeah. We got some discount batteries. They may start batteries. I, I, I told him that I knew you guys, and it still didn't get me anywhere. Not when it comes to Optimus or anything else like that. You're going to pay what you pay, but... Uh, That's it. The, you know those but gel then, batteries, great. They last a long time, but when you got to go to replace them, it's always a big hit, man. It's always That's a big. Right. That's right. But Glenn, you are right, man. We do have a show, you know, you know, a show coming up, and Mother's Day event this weekend. You know, it's it's a busy, packed week. You know, we all have to slow down. You know, and and remember moms, remember wives, remember you know, the, the individuals that that keep us strong in life that's i mean i can certainly attest to that so um we're throwing some love out there got a lot of you know yeti products a lot of clothing a lot of sunglasses just a lot of unique items you know centered around moms and wives and and everything like that so yeah the guys are you know pumped up at the store we got a lot of good business over the last two or three days so i appreciate you know all your listeners and everyone out there that supports my store um, you know, I appreciate everything that they're doing for, you know, for their significant others or their moms. You know, I, it's been I, a good sale. You know, Glenn uh, mentioned to me, he said, uh, hey, you know, Mark's doing a Mother's Day uh, sale out at uh, Southeastern Discount Tackle this week. And I went. All pink rods were I said, on sale. I said, man, that's a, <laughs> that's a cover. That's a cover to get, you know, uh, you know, to bring the wife and the mom out there. No, mom, this is for you. I want to bring you out here and let you pick out some uh, Yeti stuff or some sunglasses and then. I'm going to go over well, here for a minute. <laughs> you know, that, that add-on is certainly appreciated. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. You know, only only you, Braden, can pull off some pink, you know, Florida Gator flip-flops. Well, you know so, what? If, as long as I ain't stepping on stuff, I'm all right. I don't care what color they are. There you go. It's kind of like winter clothing. Whatever keeps you warm, I don't care if it's fur or pink or whatever, as long as it's uh, it doesn't keep you from freezing. But, okay. Uh, you know, I was yeah, going to... Got a busy couple of months, you know, coming up. You know, matter of fact, the panfish challenge right around the corner, too. Yeah, in June. That's that's another big thing. You know, I had, um, just to give you all a heads up, I had, you know, the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts contact me um, about a week ago. And, um, you know, we started chatting about that panfish challenge as well. So, you know, I have a lot of kids, a lot of parents, a lot of different, you know, mega, mega entities, you know, starting to show a lot of interest in that so i'm going to be forwarding you all some information in the, in, the, in the near future uh, but you know we're always you know just so happy to be a part of, of that drive that y'all do up there um everything that i've ever heard is just top notch you know the facilities the turnout you know the kids having the fun you know my my little bit of donating some rods here and there is is just you know a minute thing but um, it's turning into a, a pretty, pretty good event, and um, I'm starting to get some some buzz even on our end. <laughs> well, well, the good thing about what you mentioned with the uh, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, because uh, they can bring their tents and camp and be ready to fish right right at the, sure. at the time to go Absolutely. off and do it. Absolutely, you know. And as you know, you know, I don't know if y'all grew up in the Boy Scouts. I certainly did. Some of the best years of my life, you know. But you know, they, they get their badges and learning how to do certain things. And, you know, what a great opportunity, you know, to go up there to pitch a tent, and, you know, to learn about the wilderness and the outdoors, to be able to fish and catch fish, you know. You're talking about a fishery that is a solid fishery for, you know, for our area of Florida. So it's, 
I'll tell you, man, it's, I got a lot of buzz. Got a lot of buzz. I'm looking forward to donating some more products to y'all this year for, you know, for y'all's giveaways, for people registering early. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it again. We hope those kids that got the polls last year and the years past will show up and want to break them in some more and, mm-hmm. and use them. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to that. And I know those kids do too. And whenever, uh, you give them an opportunity to pick what color they want, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something to watch because then they're confused well i really like that one but that one over there looks a little little beefier looking let me get that one well, <laughs> but, well glenn i can promise you one thing glenn that won't ever change i i me being 42 i still do it today yeah. you know i'll go out in my garage no play fishing and i'll shake my rod about 17 times put another one in my hand it, it, it never changed and once you're hooked in fishing it's it's something that every age class and every family can do. Um, it's just a unique thing. And for these kids to get involved in, in y'all's cause and this fishing clinic and all the other different things that we have in our Tampa Bay area, you know, these kids are just going to, they're going to love it for life. Yeah. I, I'll give you the same thing. Whenever it depends on what we're doing, uh, what kind of fishing we're doing, I, I go to the back rack and, I'm like, well, we're going to be out wade fishing. I don't want to dunk this rod, but I could take this Cabo out here and take this thing here and change it over. I'll even change rods and switch them out and then, you know, make a custom one. I go out and go do it. It it's, uh, goes back to the old days when uh, I think, you know, when we were all stuck with the old Zebco 202 and we had to make do. That was your deep sea rod. That was your freshwater <laughs> rod. That was your creek fishing rod. It was a fly rod. It was everything. And as you get a little older and you can afford to, uh, you know, especially with a, with your place, you know, you got such great prices that you could go in there and get multiples of things and not just walk away with one item and and uh, feel like you, you know, just drained your bank account. Yeah. I mean, you go spend 250 bucks at uh, Southeastern Discount Tackle, you're coming out with a bunch of stuff. Well, I got a question yeah, we, for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, gator season's getting ready to applications come. You still have some of those heavy gator reels for people who might need some? Come gator I season? think I have. Whenever I was doing uh, the inventory in the real room the other day, I think I have two left. Okay. So um, I'll certainly throw that over to you. Uh, what we're talking about right now is the big Fenor offshore 8,500-9,500 class reels with 65 pounds of drag. I mean, these things are absolute, you know, tanks. Well, that's what I got uh, from you last year, and it works great. <laughs> let me tell you something. You better have a seatbelt on because if you lock that thing down, you might be coming out. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to cinch it down, but I, I, after going through all those other reels and stripping gears in them and uh, that one right there, man, it's just a smooth operation. You better put a decent rod with some backbone underneath that thing. Yeah, you don't want to go too heavy. I, I found that out the hard way. Well, you can't cast <laughs> as far when you do that kind of stuff. Do but you? No, drag heavy. Yeah, do you want a, a, a decent medium? You don't want a heavy, heavy rod because that, it just seems to pull that hook on on out of you got to have want some, a medium heavy with a decent backbone so you can at least you know sink it in there really good. When you see Bill George's ugly stick... <laughs> <laughs> you can throw all of that out in the window. Yeah, but that thing's a well, pull well, cue well, with Bill, a rail. Bill, Bill has his craft dialed in. So yeah. I'll, I'll go with what he says. Hey. Him, all right. I, I got another question for you. With the, the snook and redfish and trout closure, how's, has there been much talk in the shop about that? You know, there has, man. You know, And, and you know me. I, I'm, things, things get 
you know, pretty sideways with me pretty quick when you have all these different laws and legislation and things like that. You know, do I understand our fishery has been impacted by various things? Absolutely. Um, you know, but none of the lawmakers, regardless if it's on the hunting side, the fishing side, you know, inshore, offshore, none of them ever think about the end user or the end result being the retail stores and how their decisions impact us, you know, and and this one is certainly going to hurt, you know, well, because trout fishing is so, you know, such such a need in my in my area. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just don't agree with some of the things, you know, and I heard that the that this was passed more so because the guys that were down south traveling up our coast in their boats to our cleaner water where the trout and everything have been good um, and then traveling back down south after they've caught things. And from what I've been told recently, some of these changes were due to that process. Guys that were living in the Venice, you know, area, Sarasota area, driving their you know, Port yeah. Charlotte driving their boats up to Terracilla or Tampa Bay, yep. you know, well, with their clients and with their family and catching fish, you know, and, and taking it back. You know, listen, at the end of the day, we all want to go out and have a good time. OK, so I understand the conservation side to things. But, man, we got to look at this thing as a macro issue and not so refined, you know, I'm just going to close trout for a year, close redfish snook for a year, you know. Let's have better communication about these problems. Yeah, because nobody asked me. That's for sure. I see it. Well, Mark, we got to take a hard break, man. Do you want to hang on for us or you want to get on out of here? Sure. What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some time. All right. Well, hang on a second because we'll let you uh, finish up your what you were going to say when we get back from break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll get right back to Mark because he's ready to catch some fish. Mark, you still with us? I don't know. Oh yeah, still there. That's good. Well, you know what? I was gonna I was gonna bring up the. Uh, you were talking uh, before the break about the uh, the passage of the the new rule that was implemented. In. It was not a rule. Okay, well, whatever executive mandate order, whatever executive order mandate proclamation, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that, uh, you know, they did the sweeping change of closing uh, the areas. I You know, Glenn brought up an interesting thing last week. He was like, you know what? I want my smook, my uh, snook stamp money back. If they're going to not let me catch snook for the entire summer. Oh, you can catch them. The year, you just can't keep them. Yeah, if you can't keep them. But then, of course, Bill George and his infinite wisdom said, hey, nothing's stopping you from going over to the East Coast or higher up on the uh, uh, the West Coast and catch them. So, they're not going to give yeah, you money. There, there's no doubt about, you know, you being able to travel. But, you know, Braden, you also have to understand. There, there's no doubt about you being able to What happened there? Uh, you, I don't know. You got some feedback loop on your phone. But yeah, go ahead. You're I good. Feedback somehow. But, you know, when is the last time, though, you truly trailered your boat all the way across to the other side of the state? Yeah, to go catch you snook know, or trout. To go, <laughs> or uh, trout, you know, yeah. Trout or snook. You know, there's, there's no doubt that they're fun to catch, but are you truly going to drive two hours? No. You know, the answer is no. You know, and is your trailer, 
you know, ready to do so. You know, I, I, I certainly don't want to be next to a guy on the interstate that hasn't, you know, checked his hubs in five and a half years. Yeah, because he only drives two and a half do miles down the boat hubs? ramp. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you know, he's so, like, oh, it'll last forever. I only drive, you know, 10 miles round trip, so it's no big that's, deal. That's right. That's uh, right. So, but, you know, in, in some aspects, I truly do understand Okay. Yes, our fishery was impacted by that. Okay, but you know, not, but not, but, uh, but not Tampa Bay. That's what but, I understand. Why are we included in this? But, Why did they go up past us? I mean, it was. It might have been impacted, but we are still the only part of the state that is above the management goals of trout. You know, and I, and I truly think it goes back to my same, you know, initial concept that I think they're. And I don't want to talk for them, of course, but I think that they are afraid because our estuary, the, the Tampa Bay market, you know, because we weren't hit by red tide as heavy as everywhere else, that they're afraid that everyone will come to us to fish in the waters and therefore deplete stock. You know, so I understand that small argument, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the great thing about our fishery, is we can still have nearshore experience and now coming into some of the best snapper and grouper and you know that kind of fishing is it's really now saving us again yeah. well it depends on uh if the uh federal government actually pays attention to the fwc's numbers when it comes to uh the amount of red snapper we have offshore and all that kind of stuff uh, they're finally yeah. gonna they're finally listening to uh you know the states themselves I think that Texas and Louisiana had a lot to do with that push. You know, God bless them for all their hard work. And guys like, uh, you know, uh, Hubbard out at Hubbard's Marine and, uh, you know, the letters he's written and the people he's spoken to. Um, the dive, I will even give credit to, you know, St. Pete Open, St. Pete Dive Club, all those guys, because they're out there. They're the ones that are swimming in it. They're the ones swimming through the massive cumulus clouds of snapper that the uh, feds are telling us that aren't out there. And they're like, dude, I can't even get my fish down to the bottom or off the, can't get my bait down to the bottom to catch grouper because I'm hooking red snapper all over the place. That's right. You know, and another thing that concerns me with all this collusion, I'm sure y'all can understand, you know, if you're going to fish in the bay and all these things are, are, are stopped, then what are you going to target? Okay, so you're, now you're going to target all of the sheephead, all of the mangrove snapper. So yeah. are they next? Because everyone is now so keened in on that bite because they're allowed to keep those species. So now, I mean, is this thing going to just metastasize and just continue to close all the species because you've taken everything away for a year? Yeah, I hope not because my kid's going to go out and try to spear some this weekend, so... <laughs> you know, so that's, that's what concerns me. But thank God, you know, that grouper and snapper season and all that stuff is opening up. You know, I, I chatted with Bubba from Mafia at the store yesterday. And, you know, he said, Mark, you know, the cobia bite is on fire right now in the bay. You know, we're slamming 30-pound fish on a regular basis on these big eels that we sell. And, you know, it's, it's everyone's just doing that alternative method now. You know, yep. I'm glad that people are out there. The weather is beautiful. You know, we're just going to have to go to plan B. Yep, whatever that plan is. So, uh, well, Mark, I sent you a text with a guy that's got some batteries. Maybe you can give him a call this week and uh, he'll get you a better deal. But uh, we well, appreciate well, everything. You, yeah, we appreciate everything you do for us at Southeastern Tackle. 
and uh, look forward to seeing you up at the Panta Vista Lodge at the fishing tournament. And uh, bring up, bring all them kids with you. Will do, will do. Y'all take care, guys. Love you both. Mother's Day. I love you, Mom. My wife. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thank you, Mark. See you, Mark. Jim, we'll get to you right after this break. Don't go anywhere. This is Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. That's some good news. Let's go to the phones. Hey. Hey, Mr. Jim. How are you doing today? Jamville. Good. How are y'all the, doing today? Up at the Panda Vista Lodge. What are you doing? How's the weather up there where you are, Yankee? Uh, perfect. Perfect? Yes, yeah, sun's shining. It's pretty. It's warm. and Water's clear. and Everybody's fishing. And What's the? How many fish are coming to the dock? I uh, hadn't seen any of the brim fishermen coming back much, but there's been some pretty nice bass come in. You got to start charging people a dock fee to get down there and start catching those fish, man. Five, ten dollars a head. Yeah, I mean, make some money off of them boys. Yeah, they've been uh, they catching a lot of fish. It's been a good year, so. Well, you put that fish feeder out there, and of course you're gonna have a pretty good year. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just the lake in general. Oh, that's great. I mean, with the with the rain last year and uh, the way it's been flowing through there. Uh, we've yeah. heard nothing but good news, and looking forward to the Panfish Challenge coming up on June 15th, right? 15th, yeah, veg- Father's veg- Day. Vegetation coming back, so the water's clear. You'll be able to see all them fishing in beds. Yeah, it's uh What are you going to be in for in June 15th? Isn't that Father's Day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a good time to come out. See? Bring Dad out, take him for a day of fishing. That's awesome. Well, I will say, the last time I was up there, somebody had turned loose, uh, I think it was like five or six bass in your... Uh, in your aerator tank, and I tell you what, those are some pretty fish. I think it was, was it four big old bass and a smaller one, but, mm-hmm. man, well, they were some. Jim Maddox just turned loose about five or six more yesterday in there. Going to release them out today. Really? What have they been catching them on, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, top water stuff like head and popping images have been real hot. And really? Spinner baits. Mm-hmm. Spinner baits? God, mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody used those things anymore. You mean like grub spinner baits, like the old H and H, or are you talking nah, about like striking? Like booyah, more like oh, the yeah. bass fishing spinner baits. Yeah, big boys. Yeah, making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Well, now uh, Glenn was telling me uh, that the boats are now limited. Is this true for the panfish challenge? Limited to how many boats do you have left? Are uh, any left? You talking about the entry fees? You mean rental. no for the rental. for the rentals for the boats. Oh, I think we're uh, filled up on pontoons, but we got a, some fishing boats left. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. good. Well, you know, you might have to break out some of those old news out from underneath the bushes over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'd give you something. You can go up here and get them all ready for me. Right well, here, yeah, well, you know, pressure washer <laughs> does wonders, man. Maybe I have to bring my boat up and let him rent it out. <laughs> yeah, bring you, bring you. We got some canoes, Braden, that you can go out in. Oh, yeah, canoe would be good for me. Yeah, sure. Show my a real ca- small one to fit you just right. That would be perfect. One-man canoes. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, how are we doing for uh, cabins and all that kind of good stuff? Are they filling up fast? We got a few left. Yeah, they're not full, but, they're, they're you know, I got several rented and a few left. All right, well, that's good. So if anybody's listening out there, today would be a good day to give uh, Jim a call up at Panta Vista Lodge. You can go to pantavistalodge.com. And uh, get the information, or you can go to our website, or you can go to our Facebook page. Uh, we got you just about everywhere we can find you. And 
uh, get your name in the hat. At least get that entry fee. Get all that stuff paid now because it's twenty five bucks if you do it now. It's thirty five bucks on the day of. Yeah, and I got some people. Even I got a new a new one coming up that came to look at the lake today fishing. So very nice. Him and his son. He's he's anxious for it. Well, now uh, I need to explain that it's uh, when I say it's twenty five dollars. That's not per person. That's just per boat. So um, the thing is, is if you've got a big old pontoon boat, if you've got a big 18-footer or 20-footer, and you think you could comfortably uh, oh, go up to Coast Guard standards on that thing, then uh, put eight, ten people on there and uh, go out and go do some fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like I say, they, and all the kids get uh, poles or rods or tackle or something. They'll, get, they'll all get something. Well, the benefit of it, as Glenn likes to point out, is this is one of the rare – and uh, probably one of the only tournaments that we have in the state of Florida where you get to keep what you catch. And uh, if you want to keep them, you can keep them. If you don't want to keep them, then go turn them loose. It's you know how good. many fish were getting turned loose in the uh, aerator tank last year and uh, how many we released back after the day of the kids catching and mm-hmm. even adults. So, well, we've, we're really, uh, we, we don't want them. And some are small, you know, so you get, they get in that aerator tank and they get uh, – they get their energy back. They get refreshed. They get refreshed. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, take them out there. I bet you we turned 50, 60 loose right there at the at the, at the docks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, at least. And, you know, once they've been in that aerator, they get like their own steroids or something. They, they, they get where they're fighting, fighting. <laughs> well, I know that uh, my son had one that was a pretty nice little fish in there for a while. And uh, uh, we thought that there was actually a chance with that bad boy, but then all of a sudden some big suckers came rolling in, and it was pretty much over. Let's just go turn this one loose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, too, that whenever I was calling them out, some that were keepers to eat, they didn't get turned back loose. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll turn them back. Yeah, I'll turn them back. I'll take care of it. Turned into Glenn's <laughs> fish shop right there. There you go. Well, hey, now, to the cleaning station. Well, now, uh, any advice for anybody who wants to be coming up? Maybe uh, they're driving up from Pinellas County or Lakeland or Kissimmee or, you know, Fort Lauderdale or Melbourne. It doesn't matter wherever they're listening. Uh, no, just come up if you get a chance. Never been here. Try to come up and you can pre-fish and look around. But that whole east side of the lake was full of beds this last month, you know. And, and last year it was the west side was the producing, and really? this year everything seems to be moved to the east side. So mm-hmm. it's uh, and and I will say the fish are there. Uh, we we I've been going up and a couple of times I've been there and we were able to catch some nice fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as as Jim pointed out, everybody's catching something. Are you talking about on that north east side over there where there's like there's kind of like a little drop off there? There's like mm-hmm. a deep hole over there. This is, this actually goes all the way from like Tracy's Point, Shell Point, all the mm-hmm. way down uh, towards Jones's Jones's Creek, Little Jones Creek, and uh, it's it's producing. Mm-hmm. So I just gave all the Johnny spots. Out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Johnny, Johnny, proud of you. Very good. <laughs> You know what though? I will say if you head north on there where the uh where the water flows out there from the north, that's always a good spot too. Uh, we always did really yeah, good. Yeah, this, this whole lake was covered with bluegill this spring. I yeah. mean shellcracker's pretty heavy on the east side, but the whole lake was covered with bluegill. An outlet too. There you go. That's all good, man. Well, mm-hmm. I tell you, I think this year is gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a banner year. Uh talking to Mark uh from uh Southeastern Discount Tackle. He's already spread the word to some Boy Scout and Girl Scout troops, so uh, we may have a lot more kids showing up this year. It'll be a good thing. If it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, that's all good. And uh, mm-hmm. as Glenn pointed out, they're Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. They don't need a cabin. They can just go pitch a tent back there in the woods somewhere. 
There you go. And you, you can go down and show them how to build a fire with that matches probably, too. Darn right. It's called <laughs> gasoline and a battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that ain't good. <laughs> it'll work. Hey, J- Jim, I got a question. Did you get a chance to look at that uh, picture we put up, the game cam? Uh, yeah, I saw it, but I looked at it briefly, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, me either. Well, I, now, you're up from around that neck of the woods. Have you ever seen anything strange back in yeah. the uh, back in Oh, the yeah. There's all guys. You better be careful. we got these swamp monkeys that come out after dark, you know. Is that what it is? I'm telling you, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Now, are you you thinking it might have been uh, one of the uh, escapees from Crystal Springs, or are you talking about a eight foot type primate? Uh, no, they're only about four or five foot tall, but they're stronger than a than a bull. What? Yeah, see? <laughs> what some of them about? Tarzan from the Tarzan days. You've been out in them woods too long, Jim. <laughs> yeah, when, that, when the circus train turned over up here on the interstate and they got off. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. That's what got. That's how the black mambas got into the Everglades, too. I think. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, if anybody wants any more information, all they got to do is give you a call, right? Yeah, give us a holler. We'll get you fixed up, and they can uh, register for the event and call us, and we can take registration on credit cards or however they want to do it. Yeah, and if I you think wanna... we're already uh, surpassed last year's uh, entries for this date and time, and we've really just now started pushing it. Yeah, it's going to get busy here towards the holidays and after. So, uh, yeah, we've had some pretty good uh, response to it. That's awesome. Well, I know that if a lot of people want to go check out the cabins or anything like that and see what the accommodations are, I know that some of those are up on the uh, on your website as well, so people can go take a little tour and uh, go and see what they got. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say that um, – you know, if you got an RV, if you got a little travel trailer or something like that, uh, you can always bring that up there as well. If you want to make it a big camping adventure, you got plenty of places to uh, hook up. They got power and sewer and all that other kind of stuff. And if you really, I mean, I was joking around, but it's the truth. If you want to go up and rough it and you want to go camp a little bit and go over there, what is it, over on the east side of the area, over there in the mm-hmm. over in the bushes, you can go over there and camp out over there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we got RV spots and tent sites and all kinds of stuff well sounds like you're all ready to go yeah all we gotta do is get everybody there it's only about an hour north of tampa you go straight up i-75 it's not that hard it's a straight run up 75 plenty of places to pull off and go tinkle if the kids have got to stop and get something to eat and then uh what is it the exit uh four what is that exit four i know where it is i don't know the name of it uh, well it's, it's uh, highway 470 it's exit uh 321 maybe 321. Right. It is. 321, and then you come up to a T, you take a left, you get up to the main road, take a left, and then you go down like uh, three miles and you're on the right-hand side. Yeah. That's simple. As soon as you pass Catfish Johnny's, next couple of curves, be looking for the Panda Vista billboard. That's right. You can't miss it. Right there on the right-hand side of the road. Well, Mr. Jim, appreciate the call, man. We hope you get a lot of phone calls and uh, stuff this morning, get a lot of reservations. There you go. Appreciate it. We'll... uh... I'm looking forward to it all. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. All right, see you, Jim. Jim Veal with the uh, Panavista Lodge, panavistalodge.com. Go check it out today. And you know what? Even if you don't go to the Panfish Challenge, do yourself a favor this summer. Keep it on your bucket list for the kids, something to do with the kids. Because I know that uh, about halfway through the summer when you've you know, been to Chuck E. Cheese 56 times. You've gone to the movies a million times. Uh, you've taken to the beach, and you're tired of getting sand in your car. And uh, Disney's just packed to the gills, and Bush Gardens is just too darn hot. Uh, you know what? Put the kids in the car. Turn on the AC. 
head up to uh, Panda Vista Lodge, rent a boat, rent a pontoon, a pontoon boat, go spend a beautiful day on that water. And you know what? Don't be afraid if they want to jump over the side because it's beautiful, crystal clear. Crystal clear. They can swim out there, and uh, you know you can keep your eye on them. Get them back in and start fishing all over just, again. Just remember the gators. Well, they're usually around the edges, so don't be swimming around the edges. Out in the middle of the lake, you're all right. Find you one of them big old holes that those bluegills have dug out, man. That's always a good spot to swim. Yeah, that's because all the predators are there waiting to eat some Whatever. <laughs> Snapper turtles ain't going to do nothing to you. All right, we're going to take a break. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Park. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, hour number three is just about wrapped up. Uh, every time Steve Austin walks in this room. It's always a good time. Steve, what you going to do the rest of the day? He's going to be over on uh, Q105. I th- I'm going to guess Q105 at first and then QYK for the rest of the night. What? Hours. What? Wait, hold on. What now? Turn him up. There you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Nine hours today. Five on Q105 and four on uh, QYK. Nine hours of broadcasting excellence like with it. Steve Austin. I always post that picture of uh, Mo of the Three Stooges. It says, quiet knuckleheads and broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, hardest working man in radio. Huh? I said the hardest working man in radio. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saturday is. Saturday, you're the you got sweat Then Sunday's up. Game of Thrones. Yes. Are you, you're not one of those. The Starbucks. Aaron and I talk about it every week. Oh, the Starbucks Lord. coffee. Lord Commander Austin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> are you kidding me? Why is why is it, are we the only other three in the world who don't watch that show? I mean, well, my buddy tell Vince. you, nuts. Vince, the way Justin. you love battles and stuff, yeah, it's, it's loaded war. with it. Yeah. It's war it's, constantly. I'm not into dragons and stuff. I do not like fantasy, but my. Release I, the I, hounds. It's so good. It's yeah. really good. Sounds great. I'll get the kids. We'll sit and watch it together. The other one I highly recommend is Barry with that guy from oh, Saturday Night Live. Bill it's, Hader. It's, uh, it's really it's, good uh, too. Bill Hader. Yeah. What what was the uh, the guy that was the serial killer? Bundy. No. The show. Oh, Dexter. Dexter mm-hmm. meets an assassin. That's didn't what watch, it is. Didn't it's watch. hilarious. It's comedy. Didn't Steven watch that either. It's a comedy either. though, dude. Well, I think I'll Bill watch Hader's, some more reruns of Bill Dance. I think that's what I'm gonna, I'll be in there with you on that you, one, man. You know what amazed me about Bill Hader, though? The first scene where that guy's got a 9mm Glock and he's rushing assassins after him. The boy can handle a handgun and he's doing it right. So somebody's either taught him or that's in, he's supposed to be an ex-Marine on the show. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's uh, an assassin. you know, all those years on The Simpsons. But it, but it wasn't one of those Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> looks like he's never held a gun and flinch every time it goes off. So he was John Wickish. Yeah, he yeah. he knew what he was doing. Some somebody's either really trained that guy or, or he's got those skills. Well, you got six months to uh, train. You know, when you're an actor, you got all that more time in well, the world. A lot of them don't. Third <laughs> <laughs> last minute, you just show up on the set. I, I I hate when they have cops in some show and and they they run to the scene and they they're holding their rifle like it's going to go off any second. I love it when they uh, pull the trigger on a Glock and it just keeps going click 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 because that way you know it's empty. Yeah. You know, when it's just going click, 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 click. That's click. always a great one. Oh, yeah. Cock it. Yeah. <laughs> Camerless. Anybody mention that? Ah, striker fires. Are they going to ring a bell or anything? No, it's it's all good. The one with Kurt Russell where he's on the hijacked jet that, that – uh the terrorist cocks the Glock when he shoots the guy. See, this oh, is one Air Force forget One. that scene. Air Force One or whatever. Absolutely. Your... My husband will yeah. not watch movies with me because. When were you packing up like stuff. you're heading to Jersey? <laughs> I might be. 
<laughs> All this Games to... of Thrones, man, is kick is killing me. Were you it's guys pushing... talking about those elks in uh, in uh, Kentucky, Kentucky and yes. Tennessee? Yes, Glenn oh, put I, in I heard, for it. I heard them at my mom and dad's a couple years ago. Glenn, you know, Glenn put in for it, and we had a guy Alan who called in who's been putting that's, in. That's for, a tough permit to get. He said uh, he's been putting in for Thank about you. five, five years, five or six years. Yeah, that guy did, and uh, I got this is my first year, and I'll be drawn on that first year luck. He's gonna get it. I got, then, I got a feeling he's yeah. gonna and get then, archery. Boy, you hear him, you hear him out there making that whistling sound up there where my mom and dad live, which is right at the foothills of the Great Smokies. Yeah, you hear that and. And then my Uncle Carroll said, one big one comes through the farm the other day. I'm like, just leave it alone. It's jail time. <laughs> leave it alone until I, I get I there. I can see it in his eyes. He's going, boy, that's a lot of steaks and burger right there. I could take that thing out with a 22 mag in one shot. My, my uncle passed away now. So ain't much I can do. But I couldn't do nothing with one of my mother's brothers like I get on him all the time. I go up to his house one day to visit him. Hadn't seen him in five years. There's a bear hanging from the tree. <laughs> like, dude, seriously? In the, in the middle of summer? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, it was in my blackberries and in my garden. And I'm like, okay. Hey, those blackberries. I'm out of here. I just wanted to stop by and check on you. Yeah. Those blackberries, uh, you know, they take a while to grow. They can't be replaced out of that easily. He just, he just yeah. one of them old, you know, mountain boys just. If it's on my property, it's mine. That's kind of like the man I met who uh, decided to come in and buy some of Bill George's uh, gator uh, retrieval gear. Uh, spearheads and yeah. uh, snatch hooks and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you getting ready for gator season? You're going to uh, you know, get ready to uh, get all your stuff early? He's like, no, I'm getting ready for tarpon season. I went, tarpon season? What do you mean? I'm confused. You're going to snatch them? He goes, oh, yeah, we get out there. We've been harpooning them like that since about 1948, and we just get out harpooning and kill it. They're horrible to eat, aren't they? I said, what do you do with them? I said, you got like a kill tag or something? He goes, no, we eat them. I'm like, I said, okay, (laughs) you're the first man I've ever met who harpoons tarpon, and number two, actually eats tarpon. So, uh, you know, good law on you. I said, how do you cook those things? He goes, you're eating uh, uh, gator patties? Or anything like that. And I was like, well, yeah, I've heard of it. And he's like, yeah, well, that's what you do. You grind it up and, you know, basically make it into a fish cake. Grind up sawdust and make sandwiches doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> Your mission is to find me some real beef jerky, not this crap in 7-Eleven. I need real beef jerky. You know what? There's a guy in North Tampa that I'm going to hook you up with. It's not beef jerky. Used to be but a guy came it. out to Roundup and had big bags of it, like 20 bucks. I Was mean, you get like hut? three pounds. Yeah, there was a guy at Jerky Hut who used to make the rounds at our conventions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, those guys, man, the guy, the that Lord knows where they get 7-11. that. That's awful. Yeah. Lord knows where they get that stuff, man. Roadkill. It doesn't even taste like jerky. No. I'm telling you, I, I got a guy I'll hook you up with, man. He's from South Africa. Just bring me some. My birthday's next month. <laughs> I just wanted just, to. Just bring me some. My birthday's yeah, next his month. birthday. Yeah. You're in June. I'm in July. So what are you yeah. getting me? I'll give you the part of the jerky back. <laughs> <laughs> to send you. Just put it in another bag. Yeah. So before we That's what it's called. Re- re- get rechewed our ABC beef. Uh-huh. We did say we were going to give out the Thai Pro today. Yes, we are. Show, did you pick a name? Everybody picked the right, OG who was in there. So I actually, we picked a name, and the name is Justin Nance. So congratulations, Justin Nance. And that was for the original? The original. So we didn't have any fly fishermen? No fly fishermen I'm the only today. fly fishermen. In the country. Oh, well, sure you know we what? Can... Save it for next week. Yeah, we'll we'll give it away it. next week Absolutely. if you if you decide to show up. Sounds good. Are you going to be working next weekend? Yeah, I, it I looks, got like a feel, it. Uh, okay. looks like the next two weeks. 
You know what, ladies and gentlemen, when it gets to be the rainy season, two things happen. Alligators move from pond to pond, and Gator and uh, Glenn has to work his butt off. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so, well, I'll uh, be here till the end of the month. The end of the month, I'll be PA bound. Oh, really? What's in PA at the end of the month? Turkeys. Oh, really? Turkey, turkey. Going to go flop around on Grandpa's couch and uh, go out and uh, shoot some corn-fed thing out behind the barn? There's no cornfields where I'm at. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. That's what he always says. You said Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. What else is there up there? Uh, potato fields. Oh, okay. Well, so they they're really be, tater fed. They should be really <laughs> big, heavy. Big, no, fat. I'm, I'm not hunting our agric- agriculture area. I'm hunting woods for the Last year I did kill one in an ag area. but Over by the corn crib? No, I don't know what they were. It was over there by the silo. It was like a weed or something. (laughs) Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the silo, bird seed somehow fell out of the sky and uh, landed over by the barn somewhere. It whatever it was, it was thick and about waist high. Snow? No, no. They were going along the edge of it between that and bare ground, um, stripping all those leaves off that long weed or whatever it was. wasn't like chupa or nothing, was it? It was just like it some was. sort of grass? No, it was a grass. Rye? Were they growing rye up there? Mm. He doesn't know what it's called. Right. I think he's just making all it All I up. know is I shot a turkey and I called you from the top of the hill. That's right, you did. Good on you. So uh, next week we at least know Bill George and I will be here, and Aaron's going to show up, right? You'll be here? Oh, yeah. Unless, of course, Game of Thrones is on now. They changed the time, then apparently Steve Austin won't be here either, so... All right, we're going to take it uh, a week at a time, and we'll see you next Saturday. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you, George. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday. Bye-bye.